Isn't that awesome? Uh, you know, I think we need to do that song every time we, you know, we're going to do one of the, the classes, right? And um, hey, I'm, I'm, are you guys encouraged by uh, John's uh, sharing? You know, thank you so much, you know. Uh, John, I think, I think you're inspiring me to come out of the stage like, you know, kind of like, you know, like, it's like you came out looking cool. You know, it's like, yeah, I think that's the way I want to come out now from now on. You know? uh, but it, it was just so great. And, uh, you know, I love the brands because they're, they, they just, they're just a couple, you know, in their spirit, in their heartiness. They just, they, they, they fit right in, you know. And, um, and so I'm so glad that you guys are here. So thank you guys. Um, you know, uh, we do want to keep uh, Kelly Gomez in our, in our prayers um, because she's sick today and so she wasn't able to bring, you know, uh, that's why the decorations aren't, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of different. You know. And, uh, it's, you know, that, that's how big of a difference it is. It's so significant, you know, and she gets here so early and stuff. So um, we are going to be coming up with a plan when cases come up like that where we'll still be able to do something simple. Um, but when you see her, now you know her effect, <laughs> you know, like this. And uh, always uh, you know, just uh, express your appreciation for the work that she does. Um, let's see, you guys want to hear some uh, great news? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really encouraged by um, our uh, Las Americas uh, ministry. You know, uh, at midweek we, we developed a plan and uh, we communicated what we're, what the, uh, how we're going to be giving them a lot more attention. Um, but I'm really inspired by just uh, Gabriel and Leti Barbosa, and uh, just a much more mature couple, um, just uh, very devoted. You know, I, I'm inspired by their devotion. And, um, you know, uh, they've, they've taken over the leadership along with the Marcelino Rosario, and uh, they decided to do a, uh, a backyard uh, women's day, you know, and it's probably the, the lowest budget uh, Women's Day in the history of our movement, <laughs> you know, it was just a backyard thing, you know, they just kind of, you know, out of their faith, you know, and, uh, you know, so they did that, and they, you know, they had 15 visitors come out, packed backyard, uh, 10 of them, you know, want to study the Bible, uh, one of them is going to be uh, already being added to the ministry, you know, today, and then uh, my mom, you know, my mom was 70-something, and Letty, you know, who's up there, you know, like that, they're all, they see me, they're all, like, fixated on, you know, coming to tell me something, you know, I'm like, and like, like we, got the, we got good news, they're like, okay, uh, what's going on? She said, you know, yesterday at the park, we had five studies, you know, yeah, and, and we had to... Even divide, like, you know, I had to do one, and then this other person had to do one, you know. And I'm just like, that is so encouraging. You know, it's just, I just out of their faith, out of just like, you know, let's do this. Nobody, nobody told them to do it. It's just out of their love and their faith, you know. And, and so I'm excited, just like, wow, you know what? They're making things happen. I'm actually seeing things happening now more than I've seen it in over the last two years. You know, so it's just really exciting. So, um, and I'm excited. They're going to be coming and joining us for our, you know, the Cinco de Mayo service. We'll, we'll um, do that all together. So, um, but are you guys encouraged by that? Uh, that's awesome. You know, um, so there's that. And then, um, um, you know, we were going to have Larry Wong come on April 28th. Um, but uh, we, do, we need to do a regional service that day, April 28th. And it's going to be here at 11 a.m., just like last time. Um, the first candidate of, uh, uh, who's being considered for you know, our regional leadership, uh, he, he'll be preaching that day. 
Okay, and so uh, just if uh, there are, there's these. That's one candidate. There's two more candidates. They're still vetting from the LA Church. Um, if then that, uh, if that doesn't, you know, if if we don't find the right person still, then there are some candidates from outside of the LA Church. But they want to start looking first within the LA Church. Okay, so there is progress being made in that. Okay, and so that's that April 20th, and I anticipate that we'll probably have another regional in May. We'll probably have another regional in June for the, the same thing. Okay, so keep that in your prayers. Okay. All right, um, you guys ready to do this series to kick off uh, uh, Tommy's amazing idea? Um, you know, and um, I-, I love what's happening in our church because uh, we're getting younger. Uh, not that we're old. I'm not saying that. But, you know, we need to. You know, I'm, 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 I'm in my 50s. Yeah, I'm, I'm 50. I'm like zero. I'm five old, you know. Uh, but, you know, when you start getting to that age where you're like, you have this bucket list, but now you've got to start picking and choosing. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, snap, I'm not going to be able to do everything, you know? Uh, I'm at that stage now. I was like, I can't do it all, you know? Uh, but we need to get younger, you know? And I love that the millennials, you know, like, like Tommy, uh, John, are you considered a millennial too? Or you know, the millennials, you know? I mean, great presence, you know? And, and you know, I want to give you guys more opportunities to be able to, you guys got great stage presence, and so um, I do, uh, we, we, we want that in our church, you know. So we're going to find the balance, and then, and then I'll, I'll be more on the background lifting you guys up, you know, supporting you guys, okay. And so that's where we, that's, so I'm excited about that. Um, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer, and then let's have a, um, so that we can uh, invite the more, you know, God and Spirit to really work on our hearts on the, over this message, okay. All right, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, um, God, it's, uh, it's a great day today. Um, Father, just a great sense of family, God. Um, Father, at, at the heart of it, God, uh, uh, we love you. We love one another, God. And um, Father, I'm just so, so grateful for everyone here, for their faith, God, for their love for you. Uh, God, they're here, Father, because we're family. And, I, and um, Father, it's, it's, it's a family designed by you, God. It's so encouraging, Father, to know that even as we heard John's testimony, God, that that, Father, that, you know, you, you, you direct our steps, Father. You choose the right time and the right places and the right people to be at the right times, God. And it's just so encouraging, God, that, that Father, that you've brought them to us to be a part of our family now. That, Father, that you look at us and that, God, that you, uh, you esteem us, you love us, God. You know we're, Father, an imperfect people, Father, following a perfect Savior. And I pray that today, God, as we look at um, your desires, God, for us to love you with all of our hearts, God. Help us to be humble of heart. Help us, God, to reflect, Father, um, into our own lives and to, to think about the question, Father, the question of, like, are we justifying ourselves? How are we making excuses, Father? And so help us just to be genuine. And, um, Father, I pray that your spirit will use me this morning, God. Help me to teach your word, God. I pray for your strength and your energy. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, why is this topic so important? You know, um, let's look on over to First Chronicles chapter 28. Amir, if you can put that up there. First Chronicles chapter 28, verses 9 through 10. Um, First Chronicles 28, verse 9 through 10. Um, you know, with, uh, with the sermons that I do, I, I, I first, I, I ask myself, you know, why, why is this topic so important? You know, I ask myself, you know, how am I going to describe God's character and heart? I ask myself, you know, how am I going to remind us to, that we follow and we're pursuing Jesus? You know, that we want the heart and the mind of Jesus. 
um, that, that, you know, I, I asked myself, what practicals can we do regarding this topic? And, um, and I asked myself, how can I motivate you guys? You know, and so the, the, when, when I put on a sermon, you know, these are the things that, that uh, I'm thinking about and that, I'm, um, that guide me. And in First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9 and 10, it says there, um, And you, my son, acknowledge the God of your father, and serve him uh, with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Consider now, for the Lord has God for the Lord has chosen you to build a temple as a sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. You know, why is this topic so important? Because um, it, it, it makes me think about how God, this is what God is always looking at. He's always looking at, at our hearts. He's looking at us. And, and I love that, you know, because I remember it just as I, read, I was reading this, it just made me think about the time when I, knew, I didn't know of God. I didn't know of the church. But I always had an interest in him, you know, and, I, and it made me think about just the time where I was sitting in my backyard by the by the uh, the the washing machine. And my my brother, who was in college at the time, had bought a um, the New Jerusalem Bible, you know, as a part of his religious studies course. And, uh, you know, he had just set it back there. And, and I remember just picking it up just with great curiosity and I didn't know what I was doing. I just, I, but I wanted to know. I wanted to, you know, I just picked it up. I didn't know where to start and stuff. And I think, you know, God was, uh, he'd always been reaching out to me, you know. Uh, but I think God was looking at my heart there. That I didn't know, but I, but I wanted to know him. And, uh, and along the ways, you know, it, you know, I've displayed those things. I would watch certain religious shows on TV just because I wanted to know, I, you know. Um, you know, I, I have the, you know, the Bible at night and it's like, okay, let me start in Genesis chapter one. Cause that's where you're supposed to start. But I never got past Genesis chapter one. Cause I always fell asleep, <laughs> you know, and I always felt like, okay, I got to start, go, go back. You know, it was like this just recurring thing, you know, back and back, you know, but I think those times, I think, you know, that was just, that was God, you know, I was doing that, but it was God who was seeing my heart. You know, and so later on, you know, when I went to college, I can understand more now why, you know, how he reached out to me and he made and he had somebody that was Hispanic in college that I could really relate to, to bring me to him. You know, and we all have those stories, you know, and you are a part of that story now for somebody else. Right. Where God uses you to be able to reach out to somebody to bring them. But it's the God who's always looking at our hearts. You know, this is, a, um, you know, with all the trials and the tests that we go through, it's like, he, he, you know, God's into character building. He's into, into heart molding, right? And who is he trying to mold us into? To be like Jesus. You know, that's his goal. He don't, he don't care about your title. He don't care about your money. You know, he, like any, it doesn't matter the influence, what level you reach in the church, how what, you know, he, he is putting you through things, you know, um, to be able to mold you. And, and as a matter of fact, I've come to learn that, that uh, leadership in the church is God's uh, molding program for maturity. You know, because there's so much stress, and that's how you bring out the real you, right? 
Now, your husband or your wife and your children know the real you? Because you can't hype, you know what I mean? You can't fold them. They like, you know, I'll get into that a little more. But you know what? In the church, you got to go through a lot of stress, a lot of pressure to be able to bring these things out. And this is why, you know, we always need to be having grace on one another. Speak the truth in love with one another and have grace with one another. Because God is, God is working and he's always molding us. And the thing that I, that I love about God and that I kind of not, I don't want to say the word hate, hate about it, but it's challenging about it, is that if you don't pass the test, he loves you too much. See you in five years. You know, and he'll try to get you stronger and build you up so that you can now pass the test. And so now, like, like the test that I didn't pass under this stress, what stressful times, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to see that one again, you know. You know, and, and, and there's so many blessings when you do pass the test, you know, starting with the blessing of having a character like Jesus, that you are more like Jesus. That is the reward. That is the blessing. That's why we do everything. That is the joy of it. Okay, and so, and so David gives Solomon these charges, and he tells him, first of all, he says, acknowledge God. Don't know him. Know him not only theologically, but know him in relationship. Know him. You know, and then he, he gives him five directives here, okay? Um, and then he says, serve him, you know, wholeheartedly, with a wholehearted devotion. And why does that wholeheartedness, you know, when um, kind of more of a biblical uh, definition for the, the heart, it's where um, your heart is the center of your choices, your thoughts, your emotions, your motives, and your deeply held beliefs. That's the heart. Um, you know, and so he says, do it with all your heart and with a willing mind. That's what we're supposed to serve the Lord. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But he goes on, he says as well, the third directive that he says, seek him. That's always a, uh, the hallmark of a good king, right, was those who seek the Lord. The hallmark of the, 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 the bad kings were the ones who forsook the Lord. They forgot about him. So he's telling him that. And in verse 10, he says now, and the directive I want to give you, my son, consider how the Lord has chosen you. Isn't that a good lesson for us this morning? How we have to remember that we've been chosen. We've been chosen to declare the praises of God. We've been chosen to declare, right, that, uh, uh, what is, that we've come from darkness to the light, that that is our testimony, you know, uh, and we got to remember, we got to consider that, you know what, we've been chosen. We've been chosen for a very specific reason. And he says, and he just, and, and he ends off with just, you know, be strong and do the work. Be courageous and do the work. You know, and I think about our time today, isn't that the same message? Be strong and, and do the work, right? You know, be strong and do the work, not be weak and chill out. Not be weak and just, you know, let it all, just like, like John said, in cruise control. 
you know. And so when and so when we look at this is really important for God, right? As as for us, right? Now um, we always use the example um, when we study the Bible with people. Not always, but you know, I like to use like when we when uh, when we say um, if um, let's see, let me James. Let's 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 pick on James. Not pick on James, but let's like that, right? No, but you know, you, you can think about James was my friend, right? So okay, so no, but you think about kind of like you know, if uh, when he was about to to, to marry Latanya, right? And and, uh, and 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 Latanya goes, you know, James, man, I love you so much. I'm going to give you ninety percent of my heart, James, and I'm going to give ten percent to this other fella. <laughs> Wait, would it work, James? No, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. All right, you're putting it on the line. I'll give you 95%. Wouldn't work. James, what about 99% and 1% to this other? It wouldn't work. Right? It'd only be, okay, James, I'm going to give you 100% of my heart. Right? That'll work. Right? Because that's what you're giving, you know? And, and we know when we're doing things with all of our heart, you know? And I think about, you know, the, I, I've had two dating relationships in the church. And uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Don's my third. No, just kidding. No, that would be a real surprise. <laughs> oh man, if that was the third, that'd be funny. All right. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. All right. So, you know, but I but I remember, you know, when when uh, we I, I was in my my first dating relationship, and I remember it was starting to get you know more serious. I she wanted to get more serious and stuff, but. I just knew in my heart, I was like, you know what? I just think there's somebody else out there that, that I, I can love with all my heart. It, I wasn't, you know, I cared about the person, but it wasn't with all of my heart. Do you guys understand? And I had to be honest with myself, and I had to be honest with the person, you know. And it was, and, 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 you know, and that was heartbreaking, right? Not for me, but the other one, but anyways. <laughs> But, you know, she's, she's doing well, got married. Her children are disciples and stuff like that. That's great. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and I remember when uh, I met Don. Oh. But, but marrieds, remember, that's only worth one point. That's an inside joke thing, right? Or the inside thing. That's, that's only worth one point. It's a big deal, but it's only one point. Okay. Okay, but anyways, but I remember... Just as, as we're going through our dating relationships, you know, and I, I, I knew that there wasn't any other woman that I can love more than Dawn. I just, you know, I just, I, 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 you know, you, you, you know, you know when you're doing things with all of your heart. And God knows when you're doing it with all of your heart. You know, and so Tommy's thing about the question is, are you loving God with all of your heart? Would God say you're loving him with all of your heart? And the thing that I love about this passage is you can kind of put yourself, how am I doing with in my relationship with God and knowing him? How am I doing with serving him with that wholehearted devotion? How am I doing with seeking him with all of my heart? How, how am I doing with the mission of like, you know, I've been elected, I've been chosen to declare the praises. How am I doing with that? How am I doing in my heart of really being strong and doing the work? The same 
calling that David called to his son, we can look at this and put yourself to the test in this, right? And, and, and that's a great question, you know. Let's look on over to uh, Genesis, cha- Genesis chapter 6. Genesis 6, uh, verse 5 through 9. And look at, let's look at God's amazing love for us. Because when I looked at this, this um, I looked at it during the week, but when I looked at it this morning, it had me in tears. You know, uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 through 9. All right, it's up there. Uh, Genesis 6, uh, verses 5 through 9. All right, it's up there. It says, uh, the, Lord, uh, the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, And his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air. For I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked with God. You know, and this is actually the first time that the Bible uses the word heart. You know, when I was trying to do this study, I kind of looked up the word heart at like 300-something references. Um, And then another commentator says, yeah, but it's it's over a 1,000 instances where it relates to the heart in the Bible. So it's a very, you can like, if you really want to do a deep dive, you can do a deep dive. Okay. Um, and one of the, um, if you go to the BibleStudyTool.org, you, you type in dictionary, uh, the biblical definition for heart, it'll give you a whole, you know, if you really want to get more into it, you know, because that's what I started to do. And I was like, okay, this is like, well, no, it's not going to work. You know, I have to simplify it. Right. But um, the thing, you know, you, you look at this and, and God wasn't sorry that he made man. He was the sorry by the state of our hearts. Right. Because if he really was sorry, he would have wiped even including Noah, right? And that started all over again. But it was, he was grieved by the condition of our hearts. You know, and, and this passage, you know, and I like it because it says uh, um, he looked at, at the every inclination. Another word for inclination in the, in, in, in the Greek would be for every impulse. Every impulse of the thoughts of his heart. And so, you know, we talk about, you know, where's your heart? Like, God, you know, we have thoughts in our hearts, right? And those are the ones that God looks at. You know, and so it's not only God doesn't just look at what you do. He's looking at your thoughts of your heart in doing right. And and I think the the uh, you know just just with it. You know, I think I th- when I think about how a passage that says like Jesus says, if a man looks at a woman lustfully, he's already sinned in his heart. You know, it's just like you know he God knows what's in your heart. You know, and he knows that Jesus never looked at a woman in a selfish manner. You know, and so when we don't, you know what I mean? It's like, so you may never act out on anything else, right? But he's looking at your heart. You know, and he's looking at our hearts and not just, just that's in that area, in all sorts of areas that he does that. You know, it says um, uh, what people do and even what they think affects the heart of God. What you do and what you think in your heart, it affects them. 
You know, and, and this is the thing. Um, it says that God's assessment of people is based on what they think in their hearts as opposed to only to what they do. You know, and this is where we got to check our hearts. You know, the thing that amazes me about God is that, that you know, uh, he looks at our heart. And how many have disappointed the Lord? I think we all have, right? And, 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 you know, but his heart is still for us. And yes, we fall down, right? A righteous man falls down seven times, but how many times does he get up? Eight. He keeps getting up, right? But if it weren't for God's love for us, if it weren't for his mercy, we would, I, would, I would have left out of guilt and shame. But because he encourages me to come to him in my time of need, I keep going. You keep coming to him. Right. And so and he says, when we do that, you actually find mercy and you'll find God's grace. You know, and so the thing that moves my heart is just that, you know, God sees the wickedness. He sees, you know, how uh, the evil with even within our own hearts. And yet he has this big heart for us to still love us and still walk with us, right? And so to, to still help us. And even more so, he even takes like responsibility. That's why he sent down Jesus. So that we can be given a new heart. He says, how am I going to help? Well, he's not sinning, but he's thinking, how can I help? How can I do? That's just the heart that God has for us. You know, does that move you? That, that God has just such a big and amazing heart, you know? And, and, I, and, I, and it's not by, well, obviously it was the plan, but I love the description that he does with Noah. You know, and then he says, you know, he was a righteous man. You know, that he was blameless among the people of his time. And that he walked with God. Is that an awesome description? Would you like God to say that of you? You can't get there if you don't do it with all of your heart. You know, and I think, that, uh, and I think it could, some good questions as, where is your heart uh, in terms of being a righteous man or a woman for God? Where's your heart in that? You know, where's your heart in being blameless among the people? Being blameless by the example that you set for your brothers and sisters. You know, being blameless at work with you, right, with your peers. Where's your heart in that? Where's your heart in really walking with God? That he sees you. You know, that he, you know, that he knows what you're going. He knows the decisions that you're making for him. He knows your thoughts. But, you know, those are, those are good questions, right? And, um, and don't worry, it's going to get really hopeful soon. You know, because we all want hope, right? Right, right, right. Like that, okay. All right, let's look on Matthew chapter 15. Verse, uh, we'll read 1 through 20. Um, We'll read that, uh, and then we'll, uh, uh, we'll get into I have a little PowerPoint presentation for you guys. Uh, Matthew 15, verses 1 through 15. Matthew 15, verses, um, actually, you know, we're going to read this, this uh, 1 through 20, okay? All right, it's, uh, it talks about clean and unclean. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? 
For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, Whatever help you might otherwise have received from me is a gift devoted to God, he is not to honor his father with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean. But what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If a, man, if a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Peter said, Explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull? Jesus asked them, Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And these make a man unclean. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what makes a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. Wow, was that deep? Jesus was deep, right? Um, all right, and I love about Jesus because he comes and he just came to tell us the truth. You know, this is, this is what is real, and he speaks to us like that. You know, um, and the thing that, you know, uh, it, you know, these are scary passages, you know. Uh, and, we've, you know, we always read as a part of our Word study, Matthew 15, but the thing that amazes me is that, you know, these were people, religious people that were trying to, they were honoring him with their lips they were giving lip service right but you know we can we can look at that and we can like you know when you, on the outside they're 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 saying things that are honoring like you know and actually when you look at them they're actually worshiping they're actually probably some songs they probably had to, you know they had a they had some things you know these people were you know, they, they, they were honoring and they were, they were worshiping, you know, but it was in vain. It was, you know, but their hearts are really far from me. Their, 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 their lives at home with their wives, with their kids, with the, you know, the, the verse that always scares me is, that, is the one that the self-indulgence. You know, the, the, all those, those personal things, you know, it's like, but, you know, those are the tests, right? You know, and, and, he, and he says, you know, you know he, he calls them hypocrites, meaning he, he, they're just play acting. You know, and, um, and the thing that, that, that he goes down, he, he talks about the heart and what comes out of the heart. You know, and, and you look at these, and there's a lot of different lists of, of, um, uh, of sins, right, of what comes out. And this is, this is one of them. 
you know, and it, and the word. And as I as I was studying this, you know, Dawn uh, Dawn this week was um, she was talking to me about like uh, uh, she she wasn't feeling like she was a part of the team, meaning you know, just her her and I, right? And I gave her all these reasons why she is a part of the team. She's just on the bench right now. You know, I didn't, you know, this is the way, I didn't say that part, you know, but her, her feeling was, yeah, but you know, uh, but I'm on the bench, you know, and I'm totally just trying to justify, no, but you have a role, see, on a team, you got this role and that role, you know, and I'm just, you know, and, and, and the thing about my heart that I saw about it is I, uh, what it was about it was like, man, I can be so proud in my heart. You know, and it's, and it's, it's a lot easier to be humble with, you know, with anybody else, right? And I can, be, I can have, a, you know, most of the times I can have a humble response to just about anybody in the church. Um, but, you know, but the one that really matters and the one that really shows my heart, where my heart is really at, it's in my relationship with my wife. You know, and, and when I really look at it, it's like, man, I'm just so, I, I can have such, uh, it's just pride. You know, and it's like, here's my wife just trying to say, uh, you know, we're on the same, you know, I'm not seeing her. You know, and so after that, she went off to work, and then I'm just like, let me go back, let me give her a call. Hey, I'm really sorry, you know, for making you feel like you're not a part of the team. You know, and I just started seeing my heart. I had another situation, you know, I'm, I'm um, in my nature, I can just, I can be boss. Like, you know, you know, I don't, I don't need, I have my own company. I just make, I, you know, I like making my own decisions, da, 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 you know, that, that even this week, that, that another area where I saw my pride is, was definitely my, in my marriage, but then was, um, there were some things happening in the Spanish and one of the brothers said, you know, uh, does, 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 uh, does the elder know? You know, do, do these leaders know? And I was like, you know, and in my nature, I was like, I don't need to be telling somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't even, you know, it's like, dude, if I got to go ask every single little thing, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just making a decision. I, you know, I'll take responsibility for mine. I'm not going to blame shift. You know, these are decisions, I, you know, like that. Okay. But that's just proud. Especially in the church. You know, we, we, we have to be above reproach in the church because it affects people. It affects your life, you know, so that this, the humility part for me, it's like, wow, you know, it's just in those two areas, I, I really, you know, I'm, I really have to repent of like, you know, and, and I called them up and we had a great conversation and, you know, I felt at peace and I felt like, you know what, there was a, we, I, we made him above reproach, you know, because now he knows what these things are. And I went over the span and said, I want to make sure you guys know that I did talk to him. We do have his blessings, da, 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 and so forth, you know. But, you know, you, you know, I could just come to church, and you guys don't need to know all that stuff. You guys would think I'm still awesome. <laughs> I'm serving all the time. You come at me. I'm humble with you. You know, you have a great idea like Tommy. I'm going to support it. You know, I, can, I lean more towards the gentle side. Until you get uh, in my way, then I'll push you out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I'm just like that, right? But, but we all got to reflect in our hearts, you know? And, and, and that's the big question, right? So let me, um, Amir, if you can put up the, the PowerPoint thing that I did. 
Um, you know, let's look at, um, um, oh, I got control now, okay. You know, uh, hold on, let me, let me sit up. Um, let's look at um, two things. Let's look at un- unhealthy heart conditions we can develop when Satan has deceived us. Don't, I, you can take pictures and I'll email them out to you, okay? Okay, and I'm, we're just going to go through this uh, like that, okay? You know, one of the conditions of our heart is that we can be, um, what's the first one? Accused heart, okay. All right, my laptop thing. Okay, it crashed. All right, no problem. It is on the screen. Okay, the only thing I can't see that far. Okay. All right. All right. You know, the first thing is, you know, we could have an, an accused heart, right? And uh, Revelations chapter 12, verse 10. It's up there, but I can't see it that far. Uh, then I heard a loud voice in heaven, right? It says, no one can come. Uh, no one has come. No what? Now have come. All right. Can, uh, I was going to say, can somebody read it? But okay. Let, can you guys give me a minute? Yeah. Hang tight, guys. Can you? Okay, come on up. Oh, where? From from there? Yeah, go ahead and read it, please. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of the Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Okay. All right, great. Thank you so much. Now it's up. All right, thank you, James. Uh, good assist there. All right, cool. You know, but, uh, you know, we have an accuser, you know, and so we can have an accused heart. I think uh, more, uh, I know one of the things that always gets me is like, you know, am I good enough? You know, uh, but, you know, but Satan can say, you know, you're not loved. You know, uh, you are not enough. You know, that's another way of saying you're not good enough. Um, You don't belong. You don't matter. You can't change. You know, this is the accuser of what he's saying to us, right? Uh, next, uh, you know, we can have, we can develop by saying schemes, it, we can be faint of heart. You know, and Psalm 61 verse 2 says, From the ends of the earth I call to you, I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know, saying could tell us, you know, you should give up. This is too hard. You're helpless. You don't have time to read your Bible, and it won't help anyways, right? And so we could just get faint of heart. You know, we could be anxious of heart. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says, Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. You know, Satan lies saying something bad is about to happen. You know, and I, I can be anxious of heart. You know, like even as we're like looking to hire people, I could be, oh, am I going to, you know, am I going to work well with them? Or am I going to get along? You know, you just start thinking of all these fearful, anxious things, you know. You know, God will not help you with this problem. You can't trust anyone. You know, you're on your own, which is the biggest lie, because no one is alone. We have God and we have each other. 
But, you know, when um, unhealthy heart conditions we can develop when Satan has deceived us, you know, we can have a deluded heart. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 20, such a person feeds on ashes. A deluded heart misleads him. He cannot save himself or say, is not this thing in my right hand a lie? Oh, my bad. Sorry about that. Uh, Satan misleads us saying, this isn't really sin. We start, you know, and it's those little sins, right? That get us, you know, catch the little foxes that ruin the vineyard. We don't think it makes a difference. You know, this won't hurt anybody. God doesn't care what you do. There's grace anyways, right? And sometimes, you know, we, we don't think that our actions, you know, affect us in here. You know, sometimes we don't want to do certain things because, like, we don't want to do it. But you don't think about, how does this make them feel? You know? And, and, and we start getting a deal. This, is, this is would probably be my biggest thing because I, I, grew, I grew up with, uh, man, you can do, like, I mean, I didn't just grow up with you can do whatever and full of, you know, cut corners you know, lack of integrity, you know what I mean? That's like, that wasn't, I just didn't grow up like, I was taught that. I was taught to be like that. Okay, so, so for me, integrity, you know, I'm, I, can fu- I can fudge it. And then I go to college, right? And this is one of my, I'm a production operations management major. And they were all like, you know, it was like this. You know, and I took accounting course, and then I was like, oh, this is not for me. I really don't care what that last penny is at. You know, I'm like, I really don't. It's close enough. It's good enough. You know, it's just good enough. I don't really care. Like, it's just good enough. You know, and then I go to this one, my, my major, right, and they're talking about production operations management, and they're going through, and they're like, oh, what, what do you, what happens if it's just not right? They're like, the professor goes, oh, you just fudge it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, this, this is stuff like, you know, so it's in, it's in my, you know, I've been trained to cut corners, I've been trained, you know, to call something, okay, you know, wrong, okay. You know, and it's like, you know, I can have a deluded heart about, you know, the, the, my integrity before God, you know. Um, and you can identify with some of these, right? And these are going to be great practicals for you to have great conversations with, right? Uh, but you know what? We can develop a calloused heart. You know, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 15, it says, for these, you know, we just read it, right? Well, no, uh, yeah, for these people's hearts has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Saying urges, you should give up on this marriage. He says, you shouldn't care about that. It's not fair. It's God's fault. It's not your fault. You know, we get really hard-hearted, right? We can pull our hearts back towards others, you know, and, um, and, it, and it's scary how that we can, you know, get hard-hearted to the ones that have devoted their entire lives to us in marriage. You know, um, we can have, this is me, right? We can have a proud heart. Haughty, uh, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 4 says, Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the unplowed field of the wicked produce sin. Saying assures you that you deserve something better. You have every right to be bitter. 
You don't need anyone's help. You don't know what you, uh, you, know, uh, you know what you need better than anyone. You know, that's, we can have you know, a proud heart. You know, the, the, the hope is that God offers us a new heart. Amen? That, you know, we can look at the stuff and be convicted, but God offers us hope. And he says in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, it says, I'll give you a new heart and put a, a, and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. If God can remove a heart of stone, he can certainly help us with an anxious heart, a wounded heart, a calloused heart, a proud heart, etc. Right? He can. And so there is that hope. And so we look at some of the, what are some of the types of heart that God wants us to have so we can be praying about it. You know, he wants us to have a discerning heart. And 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9 says, So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is, uh, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? You know, he wants us to have an undivided heart, and we can pray for this. Psalm 80, 86, verse 11 says, Teach me your way, Lord that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart, that I may fear your name. You know, he wants us to have a blameless heart. Psalm 101 verse 2 says, I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. That's a great marriage household scripture. But just to be able to be, uh, be mindful of that and be acting in that way uh, to produce a blameless heart. You know, he wants us to have a peaceful heart. Proverbs 14, verse, uh, thir- uh, chapter 14, verse 30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. You know, he wants us to have a wise heart. Proverbs 16, verse 21 through 23 says, The wise in heart are called discerning, and gracious words promote instruction. Prudence is a fountain of life to the prudent, but folly brings punishment to fools. The heart of the wise makes their mouth prudent, and their lips promote instruction. You know, we could ask God to have that, that, a wise heart. You know, we can, have, we can ask God to have a pure heart, Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You know, and then lastly, God wants us to have a humble heart. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. You know, and so this thing is, you know, where, where are we at in our heart with God? You know, the practical that I'd like to give you guys um, this week is that, you know, let's spend some time in our groups and our partnerships with somebody else, you know, um, and, and just ask these questions. I think we need to add that to more our, uh, to our speech and our fellowship. Where is your heart in this? Right? Remember when we used to say that a lot? Bro, where's your heart? You know, we would just, we were like, you know, we really question, you know, like, where is your heart in this? You know, but, you know, it, it, I think in our times, in our discipleship time, or as your small group or with a friend, just say, you know, just ask, you know, just where is your heart with God? You know, where's your heart with marriage? 
Where is your heart with your children? Where is your heart with the church? Where is your heart with serving in the church? Where is your heart with evangelism? Good questions? Those are great discussions, you know. And, and we don't have to fake each other out. Genuineness, openness is good medicine for the heart. Amen? So with that, guys, uh, we're in this all together, this hope, right? We're convicted, but God offers us grace and mercy, and that's what motivates us, you know? And so, guys, let's, have a, let's, let's continue to grow in loving God, amen, with all our hearts, amen? All right, thank you, guys.